Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hi, this is Susan Son. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I'm from the Family Room, and the Family Room is committed to building extraordinary families, developing strong relationships, and strengthening the communities we live in. I'm here tonight sitting around my kitchen table with the Family Room team, which consists of Nikki Partridge, Samantha Casado, Belinda Dell, Michaela Grill, Vicky Reddy, and Annie Lamperts. Tonight, discussing the topic that we have on hand is Vicky, Belinda, Sam, Nikki, and myself. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is, are you ready? Spicing up your marriage. Mm-hmm. How do you do it when you're busy and you're tired and... Some of us have the smell of vomit on our shoulders. <laughs> Vicky, how do you do it? How do you keep... There are a lot of statistics out there right now that are saying that it's just not happening. And um, recently in an article in one of our local newspapers, we read something that said that the way to spice up your marriage is by adding a third party to your marriage. Now, that's not something we it's agree with. Child. No, that's not a third child. That mm. is a extra partner. Mm. That's not something that we are in favor of. Instead, what we want to do tonight is discuss ways that you can spice up your marriage. So Vicki, you are, um, you've been married for three years now? Uh, just coming up to five. Okay. Vicki, you've been married for Close. five years now. You've got two children under the age of two. Under the age of one and a half. Under the age of one and a half. How do you keep your marriage? Other than being married to an Indian man and there's lots of curry involved, how do you keep your marriage spicy? <laughs> Well, obviously, having children seems to work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My husband may say that I don't. Um, I think that being proactive is something that, um, well, my husband seems to like anyway. Um, That not just being there and being available, that's not good enough. Okay, Sam, how do you space up your marriage? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, well, my husband's not that romantic, <laughs> and yeah, he was behind the door when that got handed out, I think. But what I've been thinking about doing, and we've been married for how long? Sixteen years. So mm-hmm. you know, it's been pretty good, pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, we ha- we probably don't do date nights like most people, but when we do, we we, we make the most of whatever we do. If we have a work function we have to go to, which seems to be... A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we we make the most of that. If we have a wedding, we just get up, have a dance and be silly, be young. Mm. And uh, so one thing I thought uh, that we should do is start um, either salsa dancing mm. or ballroom dancing because I think that really kind of brings you together and yep. you have that sort of um, connection happening and you know you can sort of come out of yourself a little yeah um, so that's something I've been thinking about doing excellent um, yeah so so doing things a little bit differently yeah <laughs> that's good um, my husband happens to be incredibly romantic and he does plan quite a few great things <laughs> <laughs> he plans some fantastic things. Um, and so we do a lot of date nights. We try and go out a lot. We get a babysitter and um, we go out and have a lot of fun. We do different things. We'll go to cooking classes or we'll go to movies or we'll go to different restaurants. 
we're foodies, so we like to try different things, and so we do stuff like that. Um, what's something that you guys do, Nikki? Got a couple of things here that I've I've made note of. I think uh, one of the areas that all of us as women need to be careful of is the whole thing about sex, and that I think you need to continue to make it interesting. Now, I can't say that I'm necessarily great at doing this, but I think that most of us, especially when we've had kids or we've been in a relationship for a long time, we can get a little bit lazy with the whole sex thing. And yeah, you don't you don't shave your legs, you don't shave under your arms, you wear your old target knickers, you have the TV on, you're watching the footy show, the lights on in the bathroom, and there is absolutely no romance. And I think that you need to make a decision to create romance in the bedroom. And whether that be what we've done recently is we've put the iPod in the bedroom, so we've got music. I put some candles on. Um, I won't go into any details here about our sex life, but. Thank we you. just, you know, and, and the other thing, girls, I think you need to be very aware of is that men are visual creatures yeah. and just to wear your big Bombay bloomers, you know, into the bedroom and say, how about a quick shag is not enough to make it happen. So I think you need to invest in some nice lingerie and make yourself look appealing to your husband. So I think My the whole sex area is very important. I can think of many other things to spend money on the lingerie. You don't need it, just... Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you got to keep it. I think you got to yeah. keep it real. I think you got to keep it interesting. Um, I think that same old, same old. You know that might work for your mum's lasagna recipe year over year over year, but perhaps not when it comes to making love mm-hmm. yeah. and keeping it happening. In behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And and make love in different places. You don't necessarily have to do it in the bedroom. Yeah, my husband tries to keep ga- getting me to go skinny dipping since we're at oh, your house. Okay. What were you doing skinny dipping at their house? Skinny <laughs> dipping. You know, do it. My parents, you know, my parents are have celebrated 37 years of marriage and... Um, they go skinny dipping. My mm. mom says she no longer calls it skinny dipping. She calls it chunky dunking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they do it. And I think, I said to her, they just celebrated 37 years. And I said, how have you That's done awesome. it? How have mm. you kept it real? And they do crazy things. And she said, one of the things that they do is they tell a joke every day. They find something funny every day. And they get interested in what each other are interested in. Mm. My dad's a horse lover. And so my mom has become a horse lover over her years. My mom loves art and my dad being. And he is genuinely interested in that to the point where he's now instructing her on how she should paint, (laughs) which brings a whole other subject into it. But, you know, be interested. I think if you're interested in your partner and what they're doing, that alone Mm. brings spice into the marriage. Mm, Absolutely. Um, And I think... Yeah. And be creative with the dating. You know, I mean, mm. we talked about having date nights and I think that you need to make that a priority. I think life just kind of happens and we yeah. don't actually plan anything. Yeah. And if you need to get a babysitter, we'll organize a babysitter. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this coming Saturday night, but two weeks from yeah. now, say we're going to have a date night. Yeah. What are we going to do that's interesting and different? It doesn't need to cost a lot of money. Yeah. It could be that the kids go to bed, you put a rug out on the back lawn you have a glass of wine some cheese you talk about the day you first met yeah you know just make it a little bit different a little bit interesting and don't settle for same old same old let's just go see a movie at castle towers because you don't talk when you go and see a movie Mm -hmm. you need to actually put yourself in a position where you're communicating with your partner Mm -hmm. what are some of the um we read an article recently and what are some of the things that um that article was saying nikki 
Well, okay, this is a really interesting article and basically it's saying that, you know, that, that marriages are failing and uh, that monogamy could be a thing of the past. And it's saying even in loving marriages, the desire fades. Could it be that infidelity or at least the possibility of it could keep the flame alive? Now, it's a controversial book that this woman's written by adding an extra person to your marriage that could actually spice things up a little bit. And I say, well, the, the article actually didn't tackle the issue of... Well, how, how about fanning the flame of desire in your own marriage without actually having to introduce a third person into it? So it didn't even talk about that at all. Um, and, uh, you know, if you think that infidelity is the answer, well, you might as well, you know, pack your bags and say this is the end. Mm. Um, Vicky, what are the, some of the other things that you guys do? And looking, you've been married five years. In the next five years, how do you see celebrating your 10th wedding anniversary? Where do you see yourself? in terms of your marriage and what goals are you guys setting to make sure that it remains as strong as it is today? Um, Probably haven't set any goals, which is something that we probably should do. I guess just making sure we're keeping open lines of communication Mm. and and talking and addressing things that come up um, and being honest about where we're at and things that we might be frustrated with or struggling with Mm. or liking or not liking um, and being vulnerable enough with each other to take that on board without getting offended and working through it and and I guess the whole thing about preferring the other person more than yourself is the biggest thing that because if you don't do that then you how can you move forward because Mm -hmm. you're just being selfish and it's so easy to sit there and go well my needs aren't being being met so I'm not going to go out of my way to go and put some laundry on and blah 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 Mm -hmm. because you haven't spoken to me Whereas if I go, okay, well, if I'm going to please him and do something proactively to um, to make him happy, then he in turn, you know, but if we're both sitting there in this stalemate, then it's not going to... I think that tit-for-tat attitude, I think, is, is really destructive yeah, in a relationship. Too. I have some friends of mine who've had a really bad time. They've gone through a crisis in their marriage and basically, you know, her argument was, well, he's not doing his part and he's not treating me right and he's saying, well, she's not you know she's not having sex with me and she's not doing this and there was that stalemate and I think when you both reach that point you know you've got problems and at some point someone has to say to to stand up and say well look I'm going to change this Mm -hmm. you know if your partner's not budging will you be the person to make that change yeah I think it's easy to get caught in a rut and that's a lot or a lot of the things that I'm hearing from people is they're just caught in the same old and they actually don't know how to get out of that Mm -hmm. and so something that we do through family room is give people ideas like Nikki was saying you know go and sit in the backyard on a picnic rug put the kids to bed early get an old movie out um make popcorn and sit under the stars and talk about the first day you met or if you want to go out on the town go to a new restaurant do something different and it is a proactive thing you actually just don't all of a sudden one day find yourself out of that rut, you'll remain in that rut until you actually put one step in front of the other. And I think um, one of the things that is important in a marriage is if you find yourself in a position where um, it's the tit for tat or you're having, you're just not getting out of the place you are, get some help. Mm. There are great counseling services out there. There are great places where you can go. And sometimes you just need that third person to sit and listen you need to introduce a third person in a healthy way not to jump in bed not to jump in bed with you (laughs) but to sit and listen 
to what's happening and just be able to mm. um, be objective about it. Be objective and let you let you see a different side of the coin. Mm. And you know, getting help isn't a negative thing. It's actually a wise thing to do because sometimes, you, as we all know, you can get you can just get caught there and you can't see a way out. Um, but I think marriage is about proactivity. Mm. It's about um, every day being new and every day being like the first day you got married and that's hard sometimes. Mm. Um, but it's also continuing to do it, like not just going, well, I gave it a go, I went and did the picnic or I did this, but and then, then I didn't get the right responses. Continuing to do that until... Mm. Until you do, if you don't yeah. get a re- response straight away, or you, you know, you have a you have you go good for a couple of days and then it's slipping back, and it's it's about that, not the we give fifty fifty, but I'm going to mm. give a hundred percent, and mm. he's going to give a hundred percent, and constantly doing that. Yeah, and mm. it's also negotiating seasons in your marriage because there will be seasons where things are great but then there'll be external circumstances with other family members or whatever that can also put pressure on so you have to even in those times you need to still stay committed Mm. yeah it may not be fantastic Mm. but you've made a commitment yeah and you're going to work through it negotiate it yeah and get through the other side of it and i think when you both have that attitude Mm -hmm. you, you can negotiate it and you can get through whatever how did you and tony do it you lost your dad Yep. And then a few years later, Tony lost his mum. Yep. So in times like that, I think it must be a hard season to go through and something for your marriage. How did you, how did you stand there for Tony and how did he for you and how did you keep it strong between the two of you in a season like that? I think you need to just be understanding and give them time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't demand your needs at times like that. You yep. need to let them go through their different emotions and maybe take up some slack where they may be failing mm-hmm. with with your kids or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even like a change of job, you know, that can really put pressure on um, on them. So, you know, things at home may, may not be as smooth as you want it to be or they may be more, you know, just angry because they're yeah. frustrated with things that are going on. You've just got to look past it and even say to yourself, okay, this is just a season. Mm-hmm. You've got to talk yourself through it and um, talk them through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here That's if you awesome. want to talk. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, and you've got to communicate. Let me know. Mm. Yeah. Let me know what you need. Okay. You know, and there was times when with Tony's mum, he wasn't home because he was at the hospital. Mm. And being Italian, um, their mum is so exactly. special and everything, so he wasn't home. So mm. it was like being a single parent mm. for... A little while, but you know, if for me to get angry about it, just would have made yeah. things worse. The kids would have found it more difficult. Um, so you've just got to negotiate the season. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's an up and down thing, and sometimes it's smooth. But you know, the thing is, I think your attitude has to be, "I'm committed." Yeah, mm. I'm committed to walk through mm, it. Yeah. That's good. I- I was going to just say one of the big things for us is, you know, I think that you can't have unrealistic expectations of your partner and you can't compare them to anybody else. And if you sit with your girlfriend and she talks about how great her husband is and he does the cooking and the cleaning and he does all this stuff and you're thinking, well, my bugger of a husband doesn't do any of that, Mm. you know, then it starts to put a wedge between you and your husband. Mm -hmm. I think that you've got to really look for the good in your partner and draw that out and, uh, and everybody is different and everyone's unique. And uh, you are married and you're in this for life. So yeah. the fact that they're not like your friend's husband, well, it doesn't really matter. Let's work with what you've got. Yeah. 
My name's Susan Son, and this is The Family Room, and we are sitting around my kitchen table talking about how to spice up your marriage. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say to the girls who aren't married yet, um, I'm reading a great book right now um, written by Robin McGraw, Dr. Phil's wife, and she says, um, know what you want before you get married. Know what you want and don't accept anything less. If there are standards that you want to live by, let those standards um, be known and let the the man that you're dating or the person that you're interested in or however it's going, know what those standards are and don't slip back from them. Be fair. Don't have standards that are way the, above that nobody can reach, but know what they are. Um, the other thing I would say to one of the things that I hear a lot is women who have had newborn babies and like Vicky in that, you know, we've all been there in that early stages of life where you're tired and Nikki has brought up the whole issue of sex. I think one of the things that you need to do in your marriage um, is set the boundaries and it sounds very clinical and parameters around sex. Um, when you've got new babies in the house and you're tired, let your husband know you know, between midnight and 5 a.m., the shop's shut. Like, it's just not going to happen. But let him know what you can take and what you can't. And when you will, because you don't want to be that person that's forever saying no. But if your husband can't read your mind, your partner can't read your mind, and oftentimes we tend to think that they can, but you need to verbalize, you need to say, this is where I can this is what I can do right now and this is what I I can't and then they can operate within that and they know what the parameters are and again that's a season Mm. and that will change and then for the women who are older and listening to this and all the kids are gone and your husband's chasing you around the house wanting it all the time because there's nobody in the house anymore isn't it the other way around at that stage Uh, Probably, yeah. Your sex drive is finally (laughs) caught up with him. You're chasing him around. And the wheels on his walker just aren't rolling very fast. (laughs) But yeah, understand where each of you are and talk about it. I think the biggest thing in in keeping your marriage spicy is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband said something to the kids the other day about me. He said, you know, your mom's the funniest person I know. I had never heard him say that. Now, I think I'm quite funny. (laughs) But I'd never actually heard him say that. And it was amazing because I looked at him and said, do you really think that? He said, yeah, you're really funny. But I'd never heard him say that. And what it, how it lifted me and what it did for me, I think it's important to say the things we think. Yep. Because you never know when your number's up. Exactly. You never know when, you know. Exactly. And, and the way... You know, we've talked on earlier podcasts about um, the power of speaking life. And just mm-hmm. by saying that to me, it did something. Mm-hmm. And so keep it spicy. I know it's easy to let it slip. It's actually easy to put it in the too hard basket mm-hmm. and it's easy to let it slip. It's easy to walk around the house ignoring each other and kind of grunting <laughs> than it is. In your trackies. In your trackies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what, girls? Get rid of those tracky decks. Mm-hmm. Those ones with the holes mm-hmm. in it, those really bad pair that we all have. Two them out. You can get cute them ones that we like. all wear to bed. Get rid mm. of them. And you know what? The the daggy t-shirt that you're wearing to bed, it isn't working. Yeah. 
So get rid mm-hmm. of it and honestly spice it up a little bit. And even ask your husband what ask ask what, do you what like? it is that he likes. Now it might not be the you know French lingerie that's going to cost you you know a thousand bucks. He might actually just be. prefer the bond exactly stuff. Right. You know, what or, I mean? or nothing at all. Or, or nothing at all. That's right. <laughs> or nothing at all. Or just a pair of boots. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, this is Susan Son. Um, we are the family room. We have been talking about how to spice up your marriage. For more interesting tips on a spicy marriage you can visit us at thefamilyroom.blogspot.com we've got a lot of information on there and we update it regularly so feel free to jump online leave us a comment and thank you so much for joining us tonight we hope you enjoyed this fm 103.2 podcast to listen to more great audio visit fm1032.com.au